Hi, everyone, and welcome. This is Adam from adamnicholson.co, and welcome to the Help More People podcast, where our goal is to help spiritually conscious entrepreneurs find more clients and help more people. Today, we are back with Melissa Fike. Melissa is an Ascension teacher, healer, coach, speaker, and an advanced intuitive. She is also the author of A Radical Approach to the Akashic Records, Master Your Life, and Raise Your Vibration. This is part two of our discussion where we're going to dive into some of the more business-minded questions. And if you haven't listened to part one, I highly recommend you go back. Melissa gives a really detailed explanation of the Akashic Records, how it has transformed her life and how it can transform yours. So welcome, Melissa. Thank you for having me again, Adam. Yes. Well, I, I told you before we started recording, you know, I just, you have piqued my interest to the nth degree. I am so excited to get off this interview and uh, dive deep, deeper into this. Um, but I will wait to do that. Uh, you know, before we ended part one, you had, you had said, you know, that this is so important for our businesses because our businesses are, you know, a direct extension of ourselves. And I was wondering if you could speak more to that, how, how the Akashic records, uh, can assist us in our business lives. Great. I, this is a big passion for my- for me, because I believe that we are here to um, help others. My feeling is that we are to be of service, especially the more spiritually conscious beings. And service is the ultimate energy of creation, right? So service is creation energy. When you work into the when you work in the akashic records on the quantum field, you are accessing everything that you came here to transcend. And it's a pattern, like I mentioned before, they're patterns. So you don't want to, you want to look at the bigger pattern. So it's not about, oh, I married this person because um, we had a bad past life together. It's so much more than that. You married that person because they're, they're going to push your boundaries. They're going to, you know, force you to grow a little bit more. They're going to force you to see yourself in a certain way. And then you're going to look at your patterns. So what are the patterns? The patterns are lack. That's a huge pattern for so many spiritual entrepreneurs is the feeling of lack or not good enough. Um, then, then I see these really successful spiritual entrepreneurs and you think, okay, what do they have that that person doesn't have? It's not knowledge. It's not awareness. It is the energy. They have transcended their energy of lack. They don't have that anymore. So when you go into the records, you want to look at not just lack, but all the energies connected to it. And the great way to do that is to look at your family experience. We incarnate with the family members that are going to hold the DNA imprint that we need in order to trans, we need that to transcend, excuse me, that we need to transcend. So if I need to transcend the energy of lack, I'm going to have family members who are going to feel unworthy and feel lack. 
So they're always struggling with things in their life, with money, with relationships, and that will help me, right? So we can look at our family and they're going to help us see our patterns and also in the Akashic Records. The correlation with your own business is that you are, your energy and your business energy are the same vibration. If you work for a corporation and you employ, so it's your company and you employ a hundred employees, it is still your consciousness that is directly related to the experience the company has because we share consciousness. So your business has a consciousness. It also has records in the Akashic Records. So you want to go in and you want to ask, you know, so if you started your business and then two months in had all this fear around it, and then it's three years later and you're still struggling your business, you may need to go back into your records and look at all that fear, but it's, it is personal. And, um, that I really want to help people understand because most spiritual entrepreneurs have what we would consider smaller businesses. It is our energy that it's a direct reflection in our business. Does that make sense? It does. And that makes a lot of sense. And that is definitely something I see a lot. And I think we all recognize that that fear is there. So Melissa, I'm curious, you know, once we realize we have that fear and that lack, how can we start the work to transcend that? So you want to go into the Akashic Records and you want to clear whatever, wherever that is coming from. So a lot of times it's coming from your family because um, we do incarnate for, with the family that holds the same imprint that we need to transcend. It wouldn't be worth us to, let's say we want to learn compassion and that's something that we want to bring up in our awareness and transcend the feeling of, you know, people are below you. So you want to have, learn compassion. You wouldn't necessarily incarnate with a Buddhist family that meditates on compassion. You're not going to really learn about compassion from that experience of just meditating on it. Direct, you're going to learn about it through having difficult experiences where you need to learn to have compassion for yourself and others in your life. So mm. we incarnate with families who are going to be in direct um, correlation to what we need. And yeah, everybody, I hear this a lot. That sucks. <laughs> you know, it, it does, but it's good. If you start looking at life as a gift and be grateful for even the crappy things, things move in a whole different direction. So to help you transcend that lack or the fear, you want to go into the records, take a look at where the patterns are around that and transcend them there. And then you also want to live and start doing things in, in your daily life. So there is a balance between healing, doing, and being. So there's your balance in all things in your life. Mm. Healing, meaning there's nothing wrong. 
by the way, I don't really believe in healing, even though I talk about it a lot. I believe we are really perfect beings, but we have come here and we are now um, living a different existence in a form that not everybody gets to have such a dense form and experience so much dense energy. But in reality, our consciousness is really a high evolved being. Even people who say, well, they're new souls, they're still an evolved being. So we're not here to fix anything. We're here to transcend. So I like to use the words transcend, transmute more than heal. But Mm. for simplicity's sake, let's just say heal. So you're here to heal those parts of you that are holding you back from experiencing life that is available to you of love and compassion and, and everything else, joy, all of that. So we're here to transcend the fear and the lack. And how we're going to do that is by being, doing, and transcending. So I'll take out the word healing, transcending, transcending the things that are blocking us. Like, okay, when I was, you know, five, I had this experience. That experience is literally what you've experienced for the next 30 years after that. (laughs) Like you're like that five-year-old self, you're still sometimes move into that five-year-old self. So you're transcending that pattern. And then you're also being meaning I'm going to be the energy that is going to create abundance in my life. So that's gratitude, love, appreciation of others, and service, to name a few. And then you're also going to do things. So you are going to make that phone call that you're afraid of making. You know, you're going to get into a meditative state. You're going to take a couple breaths and you're going to say, I know the universe has my back. And even if you don't believe that today, I'm going to tell you, you need to sometimes BS yourself a little bit and pretend because that's the ego talking. Oh, well, the universe has never had my back. Well, that's Mm -hmm. not always true because everyone has a time when the universe had your back. You just are focused on the times that it did not. So you're going to pretend that the universe has your back. You're going to take a couple breaths and you're going to say, I got this. And then you're going to make the phone call. If you make the phone call from a fear-based energy, it's going to show up in your phone call and that person's going to feel that. um, And it's not going to go as well as you would like it to go. Mm -hmm. Does that help you understand the difference? Like, so I believe that it's all those things, the transcending, the doing and the being. Mm-hmm. You can't just do one without all of them. Yes, I I really like that because and you know not to not to sound so negative on on the you know the spiritually minded folks, but I feel like there's so much focus on the transcending part and less focus on the being and then even less focus on the doing. And I just see, I feel like there's a disconnect between particularly the transcending and the doing. And as a, when I talk to, talk to folks with my work, um, 
that's always the hardest bridge for me to build or to help that for them to build is, is that step. And, and I wanted to ask you, Melissa, like how, I mean, you are very, very intuitive, very powerful in what you're doing on a spiritual level. How have you been able to bridge that gap into, you know, doing the work on earth, on this earthly plane, putting it into action here? Some of it, it's not, has not been the easiest road, but I've always asked, what do you, how can I be of service and what can I do next in order to be of service? So I am asking all the time, like, what should I do here? Um, Because I'm sorry. Make it, That's okay. My microphone just disconnected. Hold on. I don't know why. I don't know why it keeps on. I think it's getting confused on which microphone um, I'm on because I'm on. Uh, um, oh, it won't let me. Oh, because I have headphones on, it won't let me. Um, it keeps on switching to that, I think. That's okay. You can keep going. With okay. This. So you can hear me. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. I have, <laughs> I, I need to get different headphones. Um, and I couldn't find the ones that I would use normally. So w- we live in a doing universe. We can't sit around going, Oh, here I am. Oh, bring me everything I want. Oh, we have to go. What do I need to do to show up? Because I live in a doing universe and I need to do things in order to get things accomplished. But I want to do things that are in alignment. And this is where a lot of people get stuck. They start going, okay, well, I was taught that we need to do this this way. So I'll give you a great example. I have a good friend who um, is does a lot of work with Robert Holden. And he is a Hay House author. He's all about love. He's an amazing man. And Hay House said, okay, who's your niche? What's your niche? And he goes, I don't have a niche. They're like, no, no, no. You have to have a niche because everybody has to have one. He's like, no, I believe that whoever's supposed to show up. And, you know, it's hard for people who try to structure things so we're living a doing universe. So that's the structure, right? And then there's the being energy and they have to be married, right? So they have to be married. The being and doing has to be married. So for him, if he pigeonholes himself too much, he actually loses his connection with the being. Mm-hmm. But now let's just be honest. It's good for a lot of us to know who is it that I'm speaking to? So I always tell people, if you want to know who you're speaking to, ask yourself, if it were me, what would I want to hear? Um, I know people say to look outside to that client, but where were you two years ago? And what did you need to hear? Mm -hmm. That's who you're attracting because we attract like attracts like. So I'm attracting the me's in the world. Um, And I also, and the other part of this is I ask, what can I do 
And I like to be structured. And I find when I am not structured, things don't happen as well. And I don't make huge to-do lists. I make goals. And I do, I like the freedom because I kind of am a free spirit in a lot of ways. And I like my freedom. But there's every day that I look to accomplish certain things. And if I don't do it that day, I go, okay, I didn't do that. Um, but I got these things done. So I'm always grateful for what I've been able to do. And I'm grateful for who I've connected with. And I always live in gratitude. And that helps the doing energy as well. But I do believe that you have to put in priorities, especially if you're an entrepreneur. You have to say, okay, this is my top priority. The problem with, so spiritual entrepreneurs, we are super creative people. And what happens when super creative people, they get creative ideas. So they chase the shiny object, the next creative idea. So the best thing for you to do is take a moment, sit back and go, okay, I have this great idea. I have a book just for my creative ideas or, you know, Mm -hmm. you know, you can put it on a computer program Evernote, whatever you want to do, whatever works for you, creative ideas. But you can't, you, if you don't complete the other creative idea that you had, all you have is a bunch of unfinished products. Mm-hmm. So, but, you know, some people say, well, this one feels better. Well, make sure that you are um, following your guidance with that. Sometimes you're afraid to finish the old thing. Because that means that it's gone or you have to give it away. Or um, I see that with authors sometimes, like they hold on to their books tightly. <laughs> mm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And and I think related to that, going back to the, you know, transcending these, transcending these fears, I, or one thing I see a lot with, with spiritual entrepreneurs is that fear is there. They're not moving. And it's like getting that first step and to doing and confronting the thing that they, that they just really don't like can be, you know, I mean, I think that's difficult for everyone, right? Absolutely. When you have a boss over your shoulder, that's forcing you to get something done. It's much easier to do that because you have to show up for that boss. But when you're your own boss, you have to show up for yourself. And that is where a lot of entrepreneurs get stuck because it's easy to feel unworthy and all those yucky feelings. And then they don't show up for themselves. And that's why a lot of them, you know, they, they decide to get a coach, someone like you way down the line. And, you know, they've buried themselves in five projects that are all half done and they have some clients, but they're not at the level they could be because you listen to them and you're like, wow, you can, you're great at this, this, and this. Um, and they're not focused enough or grounded enough. And that's why a lot of spiritual entrepreneurs are really great with the, you know, woo-woo energy and the, um, 
oh, this is just, I feel like this is my calling, but then they need the structure. And Mm -hmm. uh, most of them, a lot of times because they're creative, creatives tend to be creative and they're, you know, they're, it's a creative mess and they kind of need the structure sometimes to help them hone in and focus on what's next, the structure part. Mm-hmm. I think that is a very critical piece. Um, and I hope that is something that I have to remind myself all the time. And I know with the folks I work with, it, it comes up quite a bit as well. Yes. I say honor your creativity. Like I'm all about celebration. I think everything should be celebrated. That intuitive hit that even if you didn't follow it, that should be celebrated. Oh yeah. I got that intuitive hit. Woohoo. Um, you know, I accomplished this today. Wow. That was huge. I, you know, I'm starting to write blogs. So if you, oh, I, I wrote um, a quarter of a blog that should be celebrated because we are beings who like to, um, show up. We want to, we're kind of like dogs in a way, you know, we just want to make everything all good and we want to wag our tail and we want to be happy. Right. Mm -hmm. But so we need to celebrate ourselves and honor where we are, what we're doing. Um, that's why I believe that every spiritual entrepreneur should have the person in their life who is their, um, their cheerleader. So they should have their cheerleader and they should talk to that person every week, um, at least, or every other week at the, at the least, I should say. And that person doesn't even need to be someone you pay necessarily, but it has to be someone who supports you, honors you, respects you, and will also say, I think you're full of crap. <laughs> so it's usually a good friend, someone who gets the business. So I have a good friend that I, we, we connect all the time, either through texting or calling or, and we always celebrate each other's wins. Always. We never bring each other down. That's our, mm-hmm. that is, we specifically created this relationship around that. And it's helpful because we're not always feeling great about what we've done or where we are. I love this. I think it is, that is a critical piece. I know that I do for myself, but it's not easy when you're, you know, I work from home, I work alone and you have those wins, big wins and micro wins, whatever it is. And it is so important to celebrate that and share it. And oftentimes you just don't have that. And I think it takes intentional effort, whether, you know, intentionally paying a consultant, um, as I do, you know, and every time I get a little win, I, you know, I can't text, uh, my best friends because they don't care. And, and I don't like to be quite honest, I don't like talking about business with them. So it's, you know, I, I message my consultant and, you know, they celebrate that with me and it is priceless. Absolutely. I'm all about hiring coaches. I always have some sort of a coach that I work with. So when I was helping me with writing my book, I had a um, publishing coach. So I'm, you know, I'm all about the coaches. I've had 
a lot of business coaches as well. That's helped me with my business and, um, spiritual coaches. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I'm a big proponent of, you know, find an expert to help you navigate. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, Melissa, thank you so much for this. This was incredibly helpful. Um, for everyone listening, you can find more information at melissafike.com. The link is in the show notes. But before we close out, Melissa, could you just tell all of the entrepreneurs and career-minded folks listening, you know, what are the three steps they can do? I already know one is to buy your book, which everyone on the website, um, on Melissa's website, um, and at Amazon called A Radical Approach to the Akashic Records. But what are the three things we can do to, you know, guide our business in in a better way? Great question. So um, the first way is to find one thing that you want to accomplish over the next few months. That's going to be huge. And even if you think you know it, first you want to ask your you know, quiet your mind and go inside and ask, how do you feel about it? So you want to make sure that you should be excited and a little afraid. And why you want to be excited is because obviously you want to be passionate about it. But the fear comes from stepping outside of your comfort zone. It's easy for us to become complacent And sometimes we need to do something a little outside of our comfort zone, like make that phone call to that person that you met once who, you know, would be great for you to, you know, you should be coaching that person, make that phone call. It's going to be a little scary, but you got to do it. And then, so you're asking inside and you're opening up to that. And then the other part is to clear anything that is holding you back from feeling abundant. The universe is so abundant. It really, really is. And we need spiritual leaders. There is, believe it or not, you think that there are so many spiritual leaders out there, but they keep on asking more and more people to step up. Uh, So make sure you're working on anything that's blocking you or making you feel like you're unable to step up to the next level of your leadership, um, transcend that. And then the next thing is, and this is going to sound ungrounded, but have fun. Don't take yourself, your life, your experiences, your healings, your work that seriously, because the universe isn't about everything is so serious and it The universe wants a movement of energy and joy and love are at the center of that. And joy is all about having fun, being joyful. And that doesn't mean like every day you're just like, you know, playing with your dog all day long (laughs) and not getting anything done. But so you go in with everything that you start, every new thing that you start. So let's say you're going to spend, you know, half an hour working on a blog um, or a video. You want to sit there for a few minutes and create an intention 
and ask yourself, where can the joy and love come from as I'm doing this project? And that intention will drive the energy of that project and it will go easier, it will flow easier and it'll be a lot more fun. Mm. I really like that. And and I also think, you know, for me and my path as an entrepreneur, the most exciting thing I've discovered is the moments I've stepped outside of my comfort zone, I have exponentially expanded the ways I can have fun. And I've because I've realized that what was really a fear was actually something I loved doing, but was just held back my whole life. Right. Yeah. Our ego likes to do that, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, Melissa, thank you again for everyone listening. Please go to melissafike.com. This was incredibly insightful and you, there is ton, a ton more to learn on her website uh, and from her book. So thank you for being here, Melissa, for two interviews. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Adam. It has been an absolute pleasure. And I love talking about this stuff. 